Good morning. I'm Debbie Cruz. It's Thursday, August 25th. President Biden announces more student loan forgiveness. More on that next. But first, let's do the headlines. A new state program is giving millions of dollars to California's youth for post-high school education. It's called CalKids, and it launched earlier this month. There are two groups of people who are eligible for it. Kids born in the state from July 1st of this year onwards and eligible students at low-income public schools. There's no citizenship requirement to access the money, which could be as much as $1,500. More information about the program is available at calkids.org. Chula Vista's Harborside Park is now temporarily closed while the city looks for ways to help unsheltered people who've been using the park as a tent city. Parents have complained it's unsafe for their children to walk to the elementary school next to the park because of crime and drug use in the park. Between 2019 and this year, the park had an increase of crime reports, arrests, and citations compared to three other parks with high police calls. About 100 people are living at the park. It will be temporarily closed for 90 days, but the city manager can extend the closure. The city has set aside $350,000 for fencing, security, and public outreach services. A flood watch is in effect in San Diego County's mountains and desert areas through this evening. That includes Julian, Perego Springs, and Pine Valley. Scattered thunderstorms are expected to cause heavy rainfall with possible flash flooding. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. KPBS On Demand is supported by MaraCal Design and Remodeling, helping homeowners with their home remodeling needs. From ADUs to custom kitchen remodels and room additions, MaraCal Design and Remodeling designs and builds your dream home. Learn more at trustyourhometous.com. President Biden announced a plan to forgive up to $10,000 for those with student loan debt. Some borrowers will receive an even bigger break. KPBS reporter Jacob Ayer says the president also extended the federal student loan payment pause through December 31st. Under the plan, borrowers earning less than $125,000 a year or couples earning less than $250,000 a year would be eligible for up to $10,000 in loan forgiveness. Meanwhile, loan payments will also be capped at 5% of monthly income. Trey Barkley is a local resident who's still paying off his tens of thousands of dollars in student loan debt. He was hoping for more. The, the $10,000 is kind of a joke given just the sheer interest on most accounts anyway for this. $10,000 does not even cover one year of interest. Recipients of Pell Grants, which are given to students with the greatest financial need, would be eligible for $20,000 in student loan relief. The Education Department will announce further details on how borrowers can claim this relief in the weeks ahead. Jacob Ayer, KPBS News. In other education news, students in San Diego Unified go back to school Monday. This will be the first full school year for the district superintendent, Dr. Lamont Jackson. KPBS education reporter M.G. Perez spoke with him about his plans for California's second largest school district. Dr. Lamont Jackson considers himself a spiritual man. The spirit of Ubuntu, an African proverb, which means that I am because we are. That proverb continues to inspire 
the superintendent of San Diego Unified School District, a message he's lived by even before being appointed permanently to the position last March. In our interview, he set the tone for what's to come in the new school year. This year will be about belonging. It will be about equity. And it will be about our children thriving and our staff thriving so that we can become what we have set out to do, and that is the best public school system across the nation. San Diego Unified is second in size to the Los Angeles School District, with many of the same big city issues, starting with the continuing COVID crisis. We have recently, as you know, uh, moved away from a district-wide mask mandate to really focus on what's happening at our schools. We realize that a lot of data is able to be captured at our school sites. So individual schools could reinstate masks or take other COVID precautions based on a localized outbreak of cases rather than a mandate for the entire district. Then there is the threat of the monkeypox virus. There will be special precautions for students in athletics. For example, are mats clean for wrestlers? Because we know that this is uh, something that is transmitted through close contact. On the matter of the new California Late Start Law, requiring middle schools to begin at 8 a.m. or later and high schools no earlier than 8.30 a.m., Dr. Jackson says the district has a school year worth of data from a pilot program started in 2021. Learned a great deal from transportation to uh, what this meant for our parents who have multiple drop-off points when they have multiple children in the the family. And uh, I think we're poised poised to provide support for students before and after school as families adjust their routines. The district also has more student representation on the school board this year. Zachary Patterson, who helped create the student position, graduated in June and has been replaced by two new students who are continuing the legacy. Really pushing at this idea that uh, Trustee Patterson pushed on, and that's student voice and really having students at the table and really hearing from them. Jackson has been with the district more than 30 years as a teacher and coach, a principal, human resources director, and a product of San Diego Unified, completing 12 years of his education in district schools. He is also a dedicated father and shared a very personal story of growth when his son decided to pursue a college scholarship in opera and not athletics. It was him who said that he was interested in pursuing choir and that he was moving away from athletics, which is probably what I was pushing him into doing. And so if if there's a message for parents is uh, we need to get out of the way of our students and, and let them find their voice because magic will happen. Sorry, I get a little choked up. The superintendent who is still teaching M.G. Perez, KPBS News. San Diego County's plan to meet California's greenhouse gas emission standards is in a state of limbo. The sticking point is a four-cent-per-mile tax on drivers. More from KPBS reporter John Carroll. 
Last December, Sandag's board of directors approved a massive $165 billion plan to move the county forward on reducing greenhouse gas emissions. But they took out a controversial four-cent-per-mile road usage charge, telling staff to come up with a different way to pay for it. Some Sandag board members alerted the California Air Resources Board, CARB, last month that the tax was no longer part of the plan. CARB balked, saying the tax needed to stay. Corina Contreras with the San Diego-based Climate Action Plan says whether it's a road use charge or something else, the clock is ticking. It's just not feasible to have uh, private transportation be the only way that people can move about um, our region. Sandag board member Jim Desmond says a better alternative is to invest in new technologies to help reduce pollution. John Carroll, KPBS News. San Diego is on the verge of redeveloping its sports arena property in the Midway District. The area will have more than 4,000 new apartments. KPBS Metro reporter Andrew Bowen looked at the project's connection to public transit. We're fortunate in some ways that we're on the side of the street that has a sidewalk. D.K. Anyiwo lives in the Midway District and chairs the neighborhood planning group. We're walking from the Old Town Transit Center to the Sports Arena property, 48 acres of public land where the city wants to build a new community. But the way things are now, those future residents won't have a pleasant or even safe walk to the trolley. There are gaps in the sidewalk, missing curb ramps that block wheelchair access. There's little shade or trees. And when crossing the massive eight-lane roads that cut through the Midway District, it's clear that cars, not pedestrians, have the priority. Anyuo says the sports arena property needs a quicker, safer route to the trolley. The route is not direct. It's very circuitous. Right? In a straight line, the Old Town Transit Center is maybe, maybe half a mile from here. But it took us almost half an hour to get here because we're not going in a straight line. Five redevelopment proposals have been competing for the right to build on the sports arena property. On Monday, Mayor Todd Gloria announced he's recommending Midway Rising, the plan with the most affordable housing. The city council is set to vote on that selection on September 13th. Andrew Bowen, KPBS News. Coming up, how a Ukrainian refugee family is adjusting to their new life in San Diego. We'll have that story and more next, just after the break. KPBS On Demand is supported by the San Diego County Toyota dealers, whose commitment to customers extends to giving back to the community and who are proud to support the City of San Diego lifeguards with their important role of keeping our beaches safe. Toyota, let's go places. Yesterday was Independence Day in Ukraine and also six months since Russia invaded the country. KPBS reporter Kitty Alvarado spoke with a Ukrainian refugee family living in San Diego. Eugenia Brodsky has left her life in Ukraine behind. I so missed home. 
so much. She dreams of a day she can go back to a life she used to live. But on the Independence Day for a country she longs to see, her heart is with the people who have survived the unimaginable. I can see people, very kind people, but I understand that uh, I miss our people. When the war broke out, her husband and her two little boys were on vacation. They managed to make their way to San Diego through Tijuana. That was seven months ago. She says that after 31 years of independence, she finally feels like she knows what the day truly means. This day, it's not just a day with concert and fireworks. This day, it's our pain, it's our love, it's our hope. Kitty Alvarado, KPBS News. A San Diego researcher who helped shape present-day climate models has died. KPBS environment reporter Eric Anderson spoke with people close to Tim Barnett. Tim Barnett took a scientific stand in 1997, months before torrential rains, floods, and winds pummeled the state. He predicted El Nino conditions would bring damaging storms to California. It turned out to be the strongest El Nino weather event on record. His fellow climate researcher David Pierce says it was rare at the time to make sweeping predictions based on the existing science. Tim was a very intuitive person. I mean, I felt like I was fairly good at these things. Tim could look at a sheet of plots from across the room and know that something was wrong with them. Barnett had confidence in his numbers and a no-nonsense approach with people. Son Willie says his dad had no patience for BS or bureaucrats. Eric Anderson KPBS News. The Art of Science contest was created to highlight the beauty that can emerge during scientific research. This year, the UC San Diego Library partnered with the San Diego Natural History Museum on an exhibit showcasing the winners. KPBS arts reporter Beth Alcamando spoke with UC San Diego metadata librarian Abigail Pennington about creating the contest and what its goals are. Abigail, before we start talking about this exhibit, I do want to ask you about your job because a metadata librarian sounds very interesting and not quite clear about exactly what that is. Yeah, there are different types, in fact, and but I work strictly with researchers and research data. The workflow is um, me and a small team of curators meet with researchers and find out all about their data. How big is it? How should we organize it so it will be accessible in a way to other researchers and, and reusable? And then after that, I take information they give us, what we call metadata. So the description of metadata is data about data, but it's descriptive information. And so it's things that you would think of like titles and um, what are the file names and how do you want to refer to that file with a a title? Who created the data? Um, How was it created? Were there any software packages that went with it? That kind of thing. So we want to expose all of that to the end user to make it easy for them to reuse the data and potentially use it in their own work and reproduce the data. And so there's a range of things, but it's all these uh, research outputs that so many times now are digital. And that's great because now we can preserve them for years and years. 
And you are currently involved in this contest and exhibit called The Art of Science. So explain what that is. Oh, this is a very exciting opportunity, I think, for researchers to connect with the public. So we invited researchers to submit images of their work and in particular to create a caption that describes their work in a way that's accessible to non-researchers. When we did this, you know, it, it was exciting because we have so many amazing images in our repository already. That was kind of the spark for all this. And then there came along our, our opportunity to partner with the Natural History Museum in San Diego and a way to exhibit the prize-winning images. And so I think this is a great partnership because they do this every day. They take science and they make it understandable, accessible to the average visitor. And that's what we want to do is, is provide opportunities for researchers to explain their research in a way that viewers can understand it. Since these are beautiful, I think they capture um, our attention and they make us want to dig a little bit deeper and say, hey, what's going on with this image? What's the science behind this? And I think that that's exciting. I think this is a time when we want researchers to be able to explain their work in a way that we can understand because there are some heavy issues out there right now with climate change and the pandemic. And, and how can we learn from these researchers and what they're doing and see perhaps what's on the horizon, what's the potential therapies for medical research, that kind of thing. Um, so I think it's, it's an exciting way to both see um, these stunning images and to communicate with the public. And in looking at these submissions and what is won, has there been anything that really kind of surprised you or grabbed you? Yeah, there were definitely times when what I thought was a most amazing image. For instance, we had a very up-close image last year of uh, Drosophila, the fruit fly, where you could see the little hairs on the ends of its legs. And um, my first response was, oh, <laughs> was a bit repulsed. But as I looked at it more and more, as I was processing everything, I just fell in love with it. And I had hoped it would do really well. So that was a surprise that people, it didn't grow on people. My favorite image from this year is uh, the bacterial flowers. So that is a submission from um, one of the faculty um, scientists. And it's quite beautiful. It really is a stunning image with, that does look like flowers and shows the interaction between two types of bacteria. And who is this contest open to? Any researcher on campus, from undergraduates all the way up to project scientists and researchers. And we really tried to do a lot of outreach to undergraduates. We wanted to see, see what they would share. And they were invited to include works from their classes, and we wanted to really encourage them to participate. So open to any researcher, and we welcomed all those images. Really excited to see them. That was UC San Diego Metadata Librarian Abigail Pennington, speaking with KPBS arts reporter Beth Hakamando. The winning works of the Art of Science contest are on display now through October 24th at the UC San Diego Library Wong Avery Breezeway and on the first floor of the NAT in Balboa Park. That's it for the podcast today. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. I'm Debbie Cruz. Thanks for listening, and have a great day.
KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego, offering the online Master of Data Science program, a blend of computer science, statistics, and domain expertise. Learn more about University of California San Diego's online Master of Data Science program at omds.ucsd.edu.